Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are tuned into Channel Islam International. And the program that you will be enjoying tonight is Tazkiyah with Sheikh Kamaluddin live out of London. And me, uh, Musa Akudi, your host here in the studios in Johannesburg. It is the 6th of Shaban 1432, corresponding with the 7th of July. 2011, and it is that time of the year which Rasulullah Park sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allahumma barakina fi rajaba wa sha'ban wa balighna ramadan. And as the days are going by, we are drawing closer to the month of Ramadan. So yes, it's a time for spiritual vigor and strengthening ourselves spiritually and coming close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, if you have any questions for Sheikh Kamaluddin, don't hesitate to contact us on the uh, SMS line, and that is 0027-8466-88199. I repeat that, the SMS line is 0027-8466-88199. And if you have any input for the program, then you may contact us on ii at ciinetwork.net. For audio streaming, www.ciibroadcasting.net. And I reminded you last week that Sheikh Kamaluddin is going to be having a program online. And this is from the 20th of July till the uh, 18th of August. <clears throat> and um, this is going to be, uh, you know, a, a subject matter relating to the Noble Quran. And uh, it's a Dorai Quran, uh, basically. And there you can click on to www.islamicspirituality.org. And I repeat, that is www.islamicspirituality.org. Or Zainab, that's Z-A-Y-N-A-B, academyonline.org. And to just give you the times again, uh, for listeners uh, from, the, from, uh, from the UK, Okay, you can uh, uh, go, uh, the, the, time, the time is 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, in the uh, uh, Emirates, it's 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. South Africa, it's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Emirates is 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And in Pakistan, it's from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So that's a three-hour program, and that's Dorei Quran by Sheikh Kamaluddin. Ahmad, and that's not very, very far away, that's just uh, uh, on our doorstep, and that's the 20th of July till the 18th of August. Alhamdulillah, we have our Sheikh online, and we're going to be going directly to our Sheikh, because I see Sheikh is going to be doing, doing the program from a masjid. Uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Sheikh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you this evening, Sheikh? Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Sheikh, have you got a majlis in the masjid or do you, can, can, will you take some questions as well? No, no, we can take the questions, no problem. All right, Jazakallah, Sheikh. Sheikh, we have uh, one of the muridin that has phoned in, uh, that, that has sent a message, and he says, What would be basic iman topics to know relevant to today's youth? Jazakallah. You know, I think, uh, if, if I'm not broke here, I think we did this last week, but I think the basic amount of topics that today's youth need to know is everything they can know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything they can know about Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and focusing on the Akhirah. These are the three things that should be emphasized, not just with youth, but I think every contemporary Muslim, knowing everything they need to know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means in this case, Knowing all the feelings that Allah Subhanahu wants them to feel at particular times and states, mm 
and learning all the ways that they should be feeling about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Knowing about Iman and Sayyidina Rasulullah means the same thing, is learning how the Prophet felt and behaved and acted and responded in different states, and learning how a person should feel towards the Prophet And third thing is continual reminder of Akhirah, because I think that one of the greatest things for youth or otherwise in the day and age that we live in is we're so involved and caught up in the world, in our school, our college, our job, our career, our plans, our families, and we forget the Akhirah. And so I think Iman and the Akhirah and constant continual remembrance and reminding that we are here only for a very short period on earth and we are supposed to live for the eternal hereafter. Sheikh, we have another question here. Assalamu alaikum. Last week, the respected Sheikh, referring to the incident about Hazrat Hanzala radiallahu ta'ala and said that the Sahaba were not secretive in discussing their spiritual condition before Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the presence of others. Is this, is this how we should also discuss our spiritual progress or lack thereof with our Sheikh in the presence of our fellow murids? Well, you know, that was an example in that hadith that the Sahaba Kiram were not embarrassed in front of one another just out of some shyness or being reserved or even worse, but unimaginable for them, but even worse, some type of competitive, uh, you know, competition to gain or curry the favor of the Prophet They weren't like that. And this was an example where Sayyidina Hanzalar, and actually was Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, was, I don't know who proposed that they go to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and Sayyidina was fine with that, and said, no problem, let's just go, and he didn't want to keep his thing, his matter a secret, but that doesn't mean that there may indeed be certain uh, cases in which discretion or privacy may be preferred by the Sharia. So there may be certain things that it may be better that a person seek consultation and advice uh, on not in front of others. It really depends on the matter. My purpose in mentioning that aspect of the story last week was just to show that when there is no such consideration, when there is no benefit in keeping it private, when in fact there is benefit in fact opening the question like many of our listeners do on air and send their questions so that others who may have similar questions could benefit from the answer. So the become very much like that. And so I would definitely say that to whatever extent a person who has a sheikh can ask a question that doesn't really necessarily need to be asked alone or in private or in confidence, it is better if they ask that in a group or in some type of public gathering or like some program like this so that others can benefit as well. But there may indeed be certain special circumstances and cases in which a person may need private consultation. Sheikh, we have another question here. Jazakallah, Sheikh. Salam's respected Sheikh. How can one keep the spiritual high one feels in the company of the Sheikh alive for as long as possible after bidding a farewell to him after he finishes his lecture tour? Well, you know, you see the spiritual high that a person gets when they're keeping the company of the Mashaikh is actually a reflection, uh, you know, reflection or refraction of the spiritual high the sheikh has. And the spiritual high the sheikh has is due to the sheikh's taqwa, sunnah, and zikr. 
So the best way to maintain it, you see, when you get a piece of the fire, then you want to maintain, if you want to keep the fire burning, you need to supply that fire with the wood and the oxygen that it needs to burn. So if after keeping the company or attending a lecture tour, etc., the chef, then what you would want is you would want it if that tour shouldn't just increase your emotional feelings or your happiness or your joy, that tour has to increase your taqwa, your sunna, and your dhikr. And if it does that, if your taqwa and sunna and dhikr goes up, then you will have a prolonged feeling of closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a prolonged stage of being strong and powerful over our nafs and keeping ourselves from sin. Barakallah, yakallah, Sheikh, for that beautiful answer. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all. Uh, Sheikh must make dua on that elevated spiritual platform, you know, when our Sheikh is around and even when our Sheikh is gone, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us all the time. Sheikh, uh, our listeners are waiting for you to, alhamdulillah, deliver those gems, which can, inshallah, all of these make us now understand the true meaning of Allahumma barakina fi rajaba wa sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan to give us that momentum with which we can enjoy the ibadat of this month and the month of Ramadan. So you may proceed, Sheikh. Yes, so we will actually, uh, you know, in either next week or the week after, we will, inshallah, have a special program on preparing for Ramadan. Maybe we will split that up over two, the last two uh, programs. And then at that point, we would also like to invite the listeners specifically to start thinking now and send us in the next coming weeks questions they have specifically about preparing for Ramadan and specifically how they should spend their Ramadan. Mm-hmm. So inshallah, maybe from next week we'll begin that series mm-hmm. that is specifically focused on Ramadan. Uh, and I'm inshallah going to talk about something else. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamana ala ibadihi al-nadhin istafa amma ba'an. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-nadhin bismillahirrahmanirrahim. لَإِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّكَ لَمْبَ الْإِذْبَةِ أَمَّا يَسِفُونَ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد Alhamdulillah, you know, we have all of us in all the different parts of the world I now have entered the month of Sha'ban. And the month of Sha'ban is a month of incredible barakah. And it is a part of the teachings of our deen that the barakah or the blessings of Ramadan, they begin to manifest themselves, they begin to trickle in, in the sacred month of Sha'ban. All of these months, Rajab, Sha'ban, and Ramadan, and really every month of our life on earth, is to be used to prepare for our Akhirah, and is to be used to mold ourselves, to pattern ourselves on the teachings of the Qur'an of Karim. And I think that in this particular year, I suppose it's a bit different for those of you who are in the Southern Hemisphere, but uh, for those who are listening in Pakistan or America, Canada, England, uh, Ramadan is falling in the summer months. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, just today actually, mm-hmm. uh, just this morning, 
in Pakistan, in many of the madrasas, the institutes of Islamic learning and seminaries there, mm-hmm. they completed the last day of the annual exams. Mm-hmm. And similarly, in most colleges and universities have recently completed their annual academic year. And so, just I wanted to give a message to our students and youth and young professionals who take these exams or who otherwise are looking ahead at a long summer. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when a person completes their exam or completes an academic year or even completes a year at work, there's a feeling of achievement, a feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of attainment that takes place in a person's heart. Mm-hmm. And I think many times in this program we have spoken mm-hmm. about how a person should feel, what the dean wants them to feel when they are maybe facing sadness, or they're facing difficulty, or they're facing adversity. But it's also a very important aspect of the deen is how we should feel when we are happy. How we should feel when Allah Subhanahu gives us tawfiq, means he gives us through his infinite grace and karam and generosity, the success and ability to achieve something, to accomplish something, to do something, to successfully do something, then it's called the tafiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And the major emotional feeling that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught in Quran that we should feel in such a state is shukr. Mm-hmm. And our regular listeners may remember a few weeks ago we talked about sabr. Mm-hmm. And many times sabr and shukr, mm-hmm. these two things are considered complementary. Mm-hmm. In fact, our own Sheikh Hazrat often tells people that a lot of the souls can be learned simply by knowing when is a moment of sabr and adopting sabr in those moments and learning and knowing and being able to identify when are the moments of shukr and being able to adopt shukr in those moments. So because of a couple of weeks ago we talked about sabr because many people are actually having an end of year, end of academic year uh, feeling of accomplishment and achievement, we wanted to talk about shukr tonight. So the feeling, in other words, when a person feels happy, when a person feels elated, maybe it can be even what one of the questioners asked us tonight, that a person successfully is able to spend time with their sheikh during the course of the journey of, or as they said, lecture tour of the sheikh in the area. All of these things, these are netmas, these are blessings and bounties that Allah SWT sends upon us. And whenever we are drowning in them, and especially immediately after them, and those when we are reveling and rejoicing in the aftertaste of these blessings, the feeling that we're supposed to have emotionally and spiritually is a feeling of shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a very beautiful ayah of the Quran enticed us to feel that shukr by saying, in that indeed, if only you were to be grateful, Mm-hmm. Were you to have gratitude, thankfulness, then, then as a result of your shukr, Allah SWT says about himself in Quran, that indeed I would bestow upon you more and more, I would magnify uh, and I would increase you in your blessings more and more. Now this is very different because, you know, uh, even the human beings, often are trained to be polite, to say Jazakallah, or in non-Muslim cultures to say thank you to one another, but they don't expect more. Mm-hmm. See, when somebody gives you one gift and you say Jazakallah, 
you don't expect that they're going to now give you 10 gifts when somebody gives you anything mm-hmm. and you say, Jazakallah, may Allah reward you that as a Muslim way of offering thanks. You don't expect that they're going to write there and then give you more. But this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's shan, his special character, his majesty, his greatness, his generosity. In Quran al-Kareem, he has mentioned that he is the one who initially gave us this blessing. And if only we could learn to be grateful for it, if only we could express our gratitude for it, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give us more. And this is a golden opportunity that I think a lot of us miss out on. And we don't realize how much we lack in our shukr and how much we miss out on opportunities of shukr. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it rationally, shukr is even easier to do than sabr because sabr is something that a person needs to adopt when, again, they're facing some difficulty, mm-hmm. if they're being inconsistent or they're slacking or they're being lazy or they slipped or they're feeling threatened. Mm-hmm. But shukr is an emotional and spiritual feeling that a person is supposed to adopt when everything is going well, they were succeeding, when they're even overachieving, not just achieving, overachieving, things are going even better than their plan. Mm-hmm. But this really shows the ungratefulness of insan that really shows the level of ghaflat of a person. Mm-hmm. If a person wants to know that am I a person of dhikr, they shouldn't see how much they remember Allah spawns on difficult times, what they should rather do is they should check and examine how much they remember Allah SWT in good times. And you will see that this is the great attribute of the awliya. Many people who spend time with the Mashaikh think that one of the greatest features is whenever there's any difficulty, any setback, that you can find them content and they remember Allah SWT. Yes, but even more than that, whenever they are in a moment of accomplishment and achievement, they remember Allah smiles abundantly. Mm-hmm. I can remember many, many times being in the presence of our own Shaykh. Even I remember when we went on Hajj on the day of Arafah. Mm-hmm. After, you know, the day of Arafah was concluded successfully and it was Maghrib and the sun had set, I don't think I've ever seen our Shaykh in such a happy or jolly or good mood as at that moment. And this is really the awliya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals different states, spiritual states in their heart that manifest themselves in different emotional feelings. And just a few hours ago at the time of Zawal or Zohar and Arafat, the Shaykh was extremely mm, penitent and leading everyone in dua and repentance and tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just in a matter of hours, the Shaykh was extremely jolly and happy and smiling and making everybody feel very happy. And at the same time, constantly recurring on his lips was the zikr of the shukr of Allah SWT. Alhamdulillah, shukr, great, great is Allah. Thanks to Allah SWT for letting us be here, for spending our thoughts, for successfully bringing us to Maghrib. And it was a feeling of elation, a feeling of happiness and achievement and accomplishment, but it was drenched in drowning in shukr. And I think a lot of that, a lot of us missed that out. And a lot of us, we don't, you know, in the West, they have the same cherish the moment. And we were supposed to cherish those moments of accomplishment and achievement by remembering Allah SWT and thanking Him. Whereas instead, what we do is we engage in sort of congratulatory behavior or just emotional happiness, but we don't link it to zikr, 
We don't make it immune to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way. We don't link it to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is very important because especially for those students who have finished their academic year in whatever sense, whether it's madrasa or university or college or school, and they're now faced with the prospect of a long summer vacation. For some people it can be two months, three months, three and a half months. And it's very, very important that we view this as an opportunity we view this as a time in which we can please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can strive on the deen. We can make up for lost time. And that's really what the students should think is that there's so much time I spent studying. I neglected my thicker. I neglected nafil ibadah. I neglected, you know, many things like that. Now that I'm free from my studies and the month of Ramadan is also approaching. So all that energy I spent in my studies and in my writing and my reading and in my note-taking, I should try to spend, you know, as much as I can close to all of that in ibadat and dhikr and focusing on my taqwa, on my emotional feelings of sabr and shukr. And I should be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa I should view this as an opportunity to make dua. Oh Allah, you are that being who brought me out safely and securely out of the difficult moments my exams, or my papers, or my writing, or my project, Allah sponsor, surely when you are so kind and generous that you take such interest in even my mundane worldly matters, and only through your help and generosity are they able to come out of these worldly tests, and surely Allah sponsor, I have hope in you that you would not forget me, your lowly and humble servant slave, when it comes to the ultimate test, when it comes to the ultimate difficulty, that I will face on that day of judgment. And this is really this this is the training that the only and Mashaikh give, sometimes explicitly, like I'm saying right now on this program, but many times it's implicitly of things that a person learns in the company is how to feel about Allah Subhanahu in a particular place and how to refer everything back to Allah Subhanahu the Prophet and the Akhirah. And really, we need to add and emphasize that third part, that everything should be focused towards the Akhra, and every achievement and success should be enjoyed to the extent that it enables us to prepare for the Akhra to make us have a better Akhra. So this feeling of shukr, I had mentioned that it's emotional and spiritual. And this is something I've talked about on this program as well in the past, that these two things are linked. Because Allah Taala has created a human being that's in every single thing about them is linked. And the master of control over all of those interlinked parts is the Qalb, the spiritual heart, which Allah Taala has designed and made in such a way that it is the center of both our spiritual states and is also the center of our emotional feelings. Therefore, you find in many ayat of Quran, in many hadith of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam, when they're talking about uh, emotional feelings, the organ or the piece of the body, the ruh, the salb, the spiritual heart is mentioned as that part of the human being that feels those feelings. So it means that our humanity lies in being both spiritual and also a feeling person. And these states that Allah has mentioned in the Quran called Sifat al such as shukr, 
actually combine both of these two things. Mm-hmm. The first is the emotional feeling. Mm-hmm. So the emotional feeling of shukr means that a person should feel, uh, you know, when we say feel emotion, it means it should be such a strong and overwhelming emotion that it takes over their thoughts, it takes over their mind. That's one easy way that a person can understand what emotions are. Emotions are those feelings that take over our mind, take over our body. In other words, emotions are those feelings that determine what we will be thinking, what we will be saying, and what we will be doing. That's what's called a feeling. So a feeling is that emotion that takes control over a person, such that it determines and dictates what a person will be thinking, what a person will be saying, and what a person will be doing. So this emotional feeling of sugar means that we should let ourselves be overwhelmed by the tide of this emotion. What what are the type of things that it might make us say? So if we're saying, it might make us say Jazakallah, it might make us Alhamdulillah, Shukrullah, or in any language that a person may want to say it, it may make a person verbally express their thanks to Allah SWT. This feeling may also make a person move into thinking that not only will they realize this particular blessing that Allah has given on them, but they will use this as an opportunity to remember, to think about, to recollect all of the past, an incredibly large amount of past ni'mas, thousands and blessings that Allah had given them earlier. And third is doing. So much sugar a person should feel. If you want to know if a person is emotionally feeling sugar, it should be something that makes them want to fall into sadda. It should be something that makes them want to do ibadah right there and then. They want to prostrate in sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They want to say tasbih. They want to say subhanahu bilala. They want to say alhamdulillah. These feeling, these words come out from their heart. They want to donate something in charity. They wish they could only wish that they were on umrah or they were in front of the haram so that they could do a tawaf. It's a feeling that when it's an emotional feeling of shakar, it's so strong that it overwhelms a person. It changes their thinking and their speaking and their doing. So this is the type of shukr we need to feel. Now, if I define shukr in this way, we realize that many times we don't feel that shukr. We, at most, we are able to pay lip service to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or offer a very superficial gratitude or superficial thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we're not able to feel it emotionally that it overpowers our thinking, our saying, and our doing. Spiritually feeling shukran, slightly different, has to be joined with this emotional feeling. To enter the spiritual state of shukran means that a person is humbled before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recognizes and realizes that Allah subhanahu has given them something special. And they're humbled because they feel now in spiritual, maybe I should step back. So the same way I mentioned emotional means that feeling which overpowers one's thinking, doing, and saying. Spiritual refers to so what's the spiritual feeling as opposed to the emotional feeling. Spiritual feeling means that a person uh, is feeling that describes a person's relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling that a person feels about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So 
So what happens when you enter a spiritual state of shukr, the person's feeling about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is hum- humility, is gratefulness, is also servitude. As a person views themselves as a servant and slave. For example, you will find that many times when two human beings have a relationship, when something that is part of that relationship occurs, a person feels all the more in that relationship. What does that mean? So, for example, if there's a student and a teacher, a student and a professor. Now, the student always views that person as their professor, but the day the professor hands back an assignment to them with a grade, at that moment of exchange, the student feels even more like a student and views that person even more like a professor, right? So just like that, the spiritual feeling of shukr is that a person with a mu'min, they always viewed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah. They always viewed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as their Rabb. But when they get that bestowal, when they receive that bounty and blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, spiritually feeling shukr means that they feel even more that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is their Rabb. And they feel even more that they are his Abd. Just like the student, when he gets something from the professor, feels even more that he's my professor and that I'm his student. Or even like a child gets something from the parent or a caretaker, and they feel even more that they're my guardian and I'm under their care. Or same with husband and wife or with friends or with any type of such relationship. So spiritually feeling shukr means that the consciousness and awareness of the under-rub relationship goes up. Actively, consciously feel and are aware of the fact that Allah Taala has given them something, and they are humbled by it, they are grateful for it, and they use it to reflect upon the incredible, generous nature of their Rabb. It leads them to remember that my Allah is Al Karim, my Allah Taala is Al Rahim, my Allah is so merciful and generous; He has given me without my ability. And the same thing that we mentioned for success and achievement and accomplishment. Such as again, the person should view any exam or any assignment or any job task or anything that was accomplished successfully as a gift from Allah Subhanahu That Allah Subhanahu brought us to that end, and that He is our Rabb, and this is part of His Sabbia of us. He is our, our nourisher, sustainer, upbringer, provider, our Rabb, and every one of these things. Just like it establishes all the more that Allah Taala is my Rabb, I'm going to spiritually feel the shukr means I'm going to establish all the more in my heart that I am His up. And every bestowal of His upon me will only increase me in my ubudiyah, in my servanthood, in my slavehood, in my worshipful servanthood of Him. So that's what it means to spiritually feel shukr. In other words, if we were to take it back to one of something that one of the questioners asked at the beginning, this notion of spiritual high. The one way to get spiritual high is simply to ride the wave of shukr, and that can even be based on things that Allah Subhanahu has already given us. And I think that this feeling of shukr, both that emotional and spiritual feelings of shukr, are things that we have access to 24-7 because we're drowning in the mercies and bounties of Allah Subhanahu all the time. We have the access and ability and it's relatively easy to feel this feeling. And it's unfortunate that we are neglectful of this. And this is why, because Allah, this is why Allah Subhanahu has 
so strongly and severely condemned neglecting sugar by choosing to call it kufr. So, for example, the rest of that passage in the Quran it says uh, that you should not be grateful. Or if another ayah of Sonta, that you should have sugar, you should be grateful to me. And you should not be, literally means ungrateful. But the Arabic word that is used for ungrateful is kufr. You should not be disbelieving in me. In other words, when we are not grateful for the bounties and blessings of Allah Sonta, we are denying him as rububiyyah. You see, again, just like the student, when they get the assignment from the professor, and that get act of getting that assignment doesn't put on their heart the feeling that this person is my professor, that means that they're basically denying the fact for all intents and purposes. They're not factually denying, they're not intellectually denying their mind to accept that they're the professor, but in terms of their emotions, emotional feelings and spiritual feelings, they're denying the fact that this person is their professor because they're not feeling anything. And just like that, Allah Sponsor says that when a person doesn't feel shukr, doesn't feel gratitude, they're denying the rububiyyah of Allah Sponsor. They're denying Allah Ta'ala's rabbinus, the fact that Allah Sponsor is the bestower and the generous giver of bounties and blessings. A person is denying that. Almost as if a person is, it's a slightly awkward way to phrase it in English, but almost as if a person is trying to rob Allah Sponsor of his rububiyyah by choosing to be ungrateful. And by doing that, then a person is not just negating the fact that Allah Ta'ala gave them these bounties and blessings, it's equal to, and this is what Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Quran, that it's equal to and tantamount to negating Allah Ta'ala Himself. It's a type of atheism. It's a type of negation of Allah Ta'ala Himself. And so this is a type, uh, uh, I think, you know, shortcoming that a lot of us have. When we have achievement, accomplishment, we have elation. And alhamdulillah, many people also, and we have had, you know, many communications from our students who are taking particular exams actually at this time of year, that they were feeling love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they were feeling the feeling of shukr, and they were feeling a complete ruju ilallah, uh, a complete turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the success. And those people who have felt this feeling know that this feeling of rajua or this feeling of turning to Allah Subhanahu after success, mm-hmm. achieving success in a state of shukr mm-hmm. is even deeper than the way a person turns to Allah Subhanahu before that success when they're trying to mm-hmm. turn to Allah Subhanahu in a feeling of summer. Mm-hmm. So shukr is not just easier to do than summer. Shukr is not just 24-7 always accessible to us because we're always drowning in Allah Subhanahu blessings. We're not always faced with adversity. We're always drowning with Allah Subhanahu's blessings. But even more than that, shukr is even stronger a feeling, mm-hmm. even stronger a feeling that can bring a person to the kurul of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, right? Even stronger than summer. Mm-hmm. And that's why some of the mashayikh even understood this verse, And certainly, it's not just the mashayikh's understanding guaranteed understanding of the verse of Quran is if a person is grateful for the spiritual blessings that Allah SWT has given them to whatever feelings they have for Allah SWT in their heart, if they're grateful for whatever fear of Allah they have, if they're grateful for whatever love for Allah SWT they have, 
that they're grateful for whatever yearning and hope for Allah subhanahu wa has, and they do shukr of that. They attribute that as a sending and a bestowal and gift from Allah subhanahu wa to them, the Aziz and Nukum, and Allah subhanahu wa will only increase them in that quorum, Allah subhanahu wa will only increase them in that thought look, in that zip, in that feeling. Allah subhanahu and if a person is grateful for their for whatever level of taqwa or sunnah or ibadah or sahbah or any of or ilm that a person has, Allah subhanahu will only and surely increase that. So this is our dua for all of those that completed another academic year or feeling some type of success that they should feel both the emotional and spiritual feeling of shukr and that we should all use our time in our break in our vacation to make ourselves stronger on the deen to always think about the akhirah and to always have love for Allah subhanahu and love for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa akhirah da'wana and alhamdulillah Jazakallah, Sheikh, for that lovely talk on shukr. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the opportunity of making shukr every moment of our lives. And I end off with what Sheikh had just mentioned. Every achievement and success should be a preparation for the akhirah. Jazakallah, Sheikh, and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.